inspecting the tray. Kippered herring, sir. And I shouldn't wonder, I said, for I was in a thoughtful mood, if even herrings haven't troubles of their own. Quite possibly, sir. I mean, apart from getting kippered. Yes, sir. And so it goes on, Jeeves, and so it goes on. It was terrible to see the change which love had effected in the man. I can't say I saw exactly eye to eye with young Tuppy in his admiration for the Bellinger female, but when she was delivered on the mat at one twenty-five, she proved to be an outstanding light heavyweight of some thirty summers, with a commanding eye and a square chin, which I personally would have steered clear of. She seemed to be a good deal like what Cleopatra would have been after going in too freely for the starches and cereals. I don't know why it is, but women who have anything to do with opera, even if they're only studying for it, always appear to run to surplus poundage. Tuppy, however, was obviously all for her. His whole demeanour, both before and during luncheon, was that of one striving to be worthy of a noble soul. When Jeeves offered him a cocktail, he practically recoiled as from a serpent. It was terrible to see the change which love had effected in the man. The spectacle put me off my food. At half-past two, the Bellinger left to go to a singing lesson. Tappe trotted after her to the door, bleating and frisking a goodish bit, and then came back and looked at me in a marked manner. Well, Bertie? Well, what? I mean, isn't she? Oh, rather. I said, humouring the poor fish. Wonderful eyes. Oh, rather. Wonderful figure. Oh, quite, yes. Wonderful voice. Here I was able to intone the response. With a little more heartiness, the Bellinger, at Tuppy's request, had sung a few songs before digging in at the trough, and nobody could have denied that her pipes were in great shape. The plaster was still falling from the ceiling. Terrific, I said. Tuppy sighed, and having helped himself to about four inches of whiskey and one of soda, took a deep, refreshing draught. Ah, he said, I needed that. Why didn't you have it at lunch? Well, it's this way. I have not actually ascertained what Cora's opinions are on the subject of taking slight snorts from time to time, but I thought it more prudent to lay off. The view I took was that laying off would seem to indicate the serious mind. It is touch and go, as you might say at the moment, and the smallest thing may turn the scale. What beats me is how on earth you expect to make her think you've got a mind at all, let alone a serious one. I have my own methods. I bet they're rotten. Oh, you do, do you? said Tuppy warmly. Well, let me tell you, my lad, that that's exactly what they're anything but. I am handling this affair with consummate generalship. Do you remember Beefy Bingham, who was at Oxford with us? Ah, yes, I ran into him the other day. He's a parson now. Yes, down in the East End. Well, he runs a lad's club for the local toughs. You know the sort of thing. Coco and backgammon in the reading room, and the occasional clean, bright entertainments in the Odd Fellows Hall, and I've been helping him. I don't suppose I've passed an evening away from the backgammon board in weeks. Cora is extremely pleased. I've got her to promise to sing on Tuesday at Beefy's next clean, bright entertainment. You have? I absolutely have. And now mark my devilish ingenuity, Bertie. I'm going to sing too. Why do you suppose that's going to get you anywhere? Because the way I intend to sing the song, I intend to sing, will prove to her that there are great deeps in my nature, whose existence she has not suspected. She will see that rough, unlettered audience, 
wiping the tears out of its bawly eyes, and she will say to herself, What ho! The old egg really has a soul, for it is not one of your mouldy comic songs, Bertie. No low buffoonery of that sort for me. It's all about angels being lonely and what not. I uttered a sharp cry. You can't mean you're going to sing, Sonny Boy. I jolly well do. I was shocked, yes, Dashet. I was shocked. You see, I held strong views on Sonny Boy. I considered it a song only to be attempted by a few of the elect in the privacy of the bathroom, and the thought of it being murdered in open Oddfellows Hall by a bloke who could treat a pal as young Tuppy had treated me that night at the drones sickened me. Yes, yes, sickened me. I hadn't time, however, to express my horror and disgust, for at this juncture Jeeves came in. Mrs. Travers has just rung up on the telephone, sir. She desired me to say that...